0: Chapter 16 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulet. Book of the Foundations by Saint Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 16 fifteen days after the house at toledo was founded which was on whitsun eve having taken possession after fitting up the little church erecting grates and doing other things very troublesome for as i said we lived near a year in this house and being quite weary in those days with having to speak with workmen and thinking all was now finished one day when sitting down to my meal in the refectory so great a consolation was given to me to see that now i had no more to do and that i should be able this festival to entertain myself for some time with our lord that i could hardly eat so great was the joy my soul experienced this consolation however did not last long for when thus affected, i was informed that a servant of the princess de evilly wife to ruy gomez de silva wanted to see me and when i went to inquire he told me that the princess had sent for me and some time since a conversation had passed between us about founding a monastery in Pastrana. yet i never thought it would take place so soon this gave me some trouble for the monastery of toledo having been founded so recently and with so much opposition it would be very dangerous to leave it and thus for the present i resolved not to go and told him so he replied i should not resolve to do this for the princess was already there and came for no other object and that she would be offended etc still i had no intention of going and so i wished him to take some refreshment and in the meantime i would write to the princess and he might return he was a very honourable man and although he did not like the arrangement yet when i gave him my reasons he was satisfied the nuns who had but just come to live in this monastery could not see how i could in any way leave this house so soon i approached to the most holy sacrament to beseech our lord that i might write to the princess in such a way that she would not be displeased for great evils threatened us on account of these friars now commencing and therefore it was proper to gain the favour of ruy gomez who had great influence over the king and above all, though I remember not if I recollect this, I knew well he would not be displeased. On this occasion our Lord said to me, that I should not neglect to go, since I was going for more than one foundation, and that I should take with me the rules and foundations. When I heard these words, though I had strong reasons for not going, I dared not do otherwise than what I was accustomed to do in similar cases, which was, to guide myself by the direction of my confessor and so i sent for him without acquainting him with what i had heard in my prayer for by acting thus i am always better satisfied beseeching our lord to give him light suitable to what he may naturally know and his divine majesty when he is pleased to have anything done puts it into men's hearts and this has happened to me many times both in this matter and in many others also my confessor having well considered the subject was of opinion i should go and so i resolved to leave toledo on the second day during the octave of pentecost as we passed through madrid my companions and myself went to lodge in a convent of franciscan nuns where there was a lady the foundress of the place Doña leonora Mascarenhas. she was a great servant of god and had been governess to the king Here I had lodged several times before on some occasions that brought me there, and she always showed great kindness to me. This lady told me she was glad I had come just now, for there was a hermit who had a great desire to make my acquaintance, and it seemed to her that the life which he and his companions led was very similar to the life prescribed by our rules. As I had only two friars, I thought that if I could gain him, it would be very important, and so i requested her to endeavour to obtain for me an introduction he lived in an apartment which this lady had given him with another companion a young man called juan de la miseria he was a great servant of god and very simple in matters of the world when both of us were conversing together he told me that he was desirous of going to rome but before i proceed further i wish to relate all i know of this father whose name was Mariano de San Benito. He was by birth an Italian, a doctor, and possessed of very great genius and abilities. He had lived in the court of the Queen of Poland, and was steward of the whole house, and having no inclination for marriage, and holding only a commendam in the order of St. John of Malta, our Lord called him to leave all things for the better securing of his salvation. After having endured some troubles which were raised against him, he was accused of having murdered a man, for which he was kept in prison for two years, where he was unwilling to employ a lawyer, or indeed anyone to plead his cause, but God and his innocence. And as there were witnesses who assert that he had called them to kill the man, it happened, just as it did with the elders of Susanna, that each being examined separately where he was, when he called upon them, One said he was reclining upon a bed. Another said that he was at a window. At last, they confessed they had slandered him. He assured me it cost him a great sum to free them from punishment, and moreover, that this same party who had attacked him fell into his hands, that so he could give certain information respecting them, but he did all he could not to injure them. On account of these and other virtues, for he was a man pure and chaste, and an enemy to all intercourse with women he deserved that our lord should give him light to know what the world was in order that he might endeavour to separate himself from it and thus he began to think what order he should enter and examining one and then another he found inconvenience in all not suitable to his condition as he told me he heard that near seville there lived together certain hermits in a desert called tardon who had for their superior a very holy man, named Father Matteo, Each had their cell apart, without saying the divine office. But there was an oratory, where they met together to hear Mass. They had no revenue, nor did they ask or receive alms. But they supported themselves with the labors of their hands, and every one ate by himself in great poverty. When I heard of all this, it seemed to me a copy of our Holy Fathers, In this course of life he continued for eight years, but when the Holy Council of Trent commanded that all hermits should be reduced to religious orders, he wished to go to Rome in order to obtain leave, both for himself and his companions, that they might continue as they were. This intention he had when I spoke to him. When he told me his manner of life, then I showed him our primitive rule, and told him how, without so much trouble, he might observe all that since it was the same as ours especially that of living by the labour of our hands to which he was much inclined telling me that the world was ruined by its avarice and that this love of money in some religious caused him not to esteem them so much as i myself was of the same opinion with him we soon agreed together and having given him all the reasons why he might be enabled to serve god in this our order he told me he would think on the subject that night. I already saw him as if resolved, and I understood now what I had heard in prayer, that I went for something more than to found a monastery of nuns. This gave me the greatest comfort, thinking our Lord would be greatly served if this man should enter our order. His divine majesty, since he willed it, so moved his heart that night, that he immediately sent for me the next day, being now fully determined to enter the order. He also wondered much to see himself so suddenly changed, especially by a woman, as he still tells me sometimes, as if she had been the sole cause, and not rather our Lord, who can change the hearts of men as he pleases. Great are God's judgments, that this man, having spent so many years without knowing what state of life to choose, for that state which he was then in was not a religious one having no vows nor anything obligatory but only living there in solitude god should so suddenly have changed and given him light to understand the great service he would do him in this order and thus our lord was pleased to make use of him for advancing that which had already begun and he has already promoted it greatly it having at present cost him many labours and it will cost him many more before the order as far as one can know will be freed from the trials under which the primitive rule now labours but this father on account of his intelligence genius and the good life he led has great influence with many persons who favour and protect us he also told me how rui gomez had given him an excellent hermitage in pastrana the place where i am going to and also a situation for the erection of a congregation of hermits and that he wished to found one of our order and take the habit in it i thanked him much and greatly praised our lord because although our most reverend father-general had given me two licenses to found two convents yet only one had been established i sent a message thence to the two fathers to the present and former provincial beseeching them to give me leave because without their approbation it could not be done and I wrote also to the bishop of Avila, don Alvarez de Mendoza, who greatly favored the work, that so he might persuade them. God was pleased that they should approve the project, for they thought that in so remote a place, little harm could be done them. His lordship told me that the license was granted, whereupon I departed exceedingly pleased. I found there the prince and princess Rui Gómez, who received me very kindly." They gave us a separate lodging, where we remained longer than I expected, because the house was very small, and the princess had commanded the greater part of it to be pulled down and rebuilt, though not the walls, but only parts of the building. We lived there for three months, during which time we endured many severe trials, the princess requiring of me many conditions not agreeable to the spirit of our order." I resolved therefore to return without erecting any foundation rather than agree to her wishes but the prince ruy gomez by his prudence and moderation which were very great made his wife sensible of her unjust demands and i also agreed to some other things because i wished the monastery of friars rather than that of the nuns should be erected knowing as i did how important it was as indeed was afterwards seen about this time mariano and his companions came the hermits already spoken of with the license and as these fathers preferred the hermitage should belong to the order of discalciate friars i sent for father antonio de jesus one of the first who lived in Mansera, in order that he might commence the foundation of this monastery i prepared their habits and cloaks as well as i could that so they might take the habit immediately About this time also, I sent for more nuns to the convent of Medina del Campo, for I had brought no more than two with me. There lived then at Medina a father named Fray Balthazar de Jesus, who, although rather old, was a very good preacher. And when he heard that a monastery was erected in Pastrana, he came with nuns, intending himself to become a discalciate monk. And this he did when he arrived, for which, as I have said, I rendered thanks to God. He gave the habit to Father Mariano and his companions, as lay brothers, because Father Mariano did not wish to be a priest, but to be admitted as an inferior, nor could I prevail on him to change his mind. However, he was afterwards commanded by our Father General to be ordained priest. These two monasteries, then, being founded, and Father Antonio de Jesus having come, some good novices began to enter, of whom I shall say something further on, and they also began to serve our lord so earnestly, that, if he please, I hope someone else will relate their virtues better than I know how, for in this case I consider myself quite incapable. As regards the nuns, the monastery was founded here, to the great joy of the nobility, and the princess took great care to make the nuns happy, and to show them every kindness until the death of prince ruy gomez but after this event the devil or perhaps our lord permitted it and his divine majesty knows why contrived that the princess in a sudden fit of passion for the death of her husband should become a nun in this monastery but on account of the afflictions she endured she did not relish much the rules of the house and particularly the enclosure she not being accustomed to it and as the decrees of the holy council of trent did not allow the prioress to give all the liberties she wished she took a dislike to the prioress and indeed to all of us to such a degree that even after she had taken off her habit and retired to her own house the poor nun still offended her and endured so much trouble that i endeavoured by all the ways i could entreating the superiors to have the monastery removed and another one having been founded in segovia as hereafter i shall relate the nuns removed there leaving all that the princess had given them they also took with them some nuns whom she had commanded to be received without their having anything the beds and other things the sisters had brought they took with them leaving the people of the place very sad but i experienced the greatest joy in the world to see them in peace because I was correctly informed that the nuns had given the princess no cause whatever for her displeasure. Nay, while she had the habit on, they honored her as much as they did before she took it. But what I mentioned before was the sole cause, and also her grief for the death of the prince. A servant whom she had with her, as far as we can learn, caused all the trouble. In fine, our lord, who permitted it, must have seen that it was not fit for a monastery to be here, and his judgments are great, and above all our comprehension. I should not have been so bold on my own responsibility, but I acted by the advice of learned and holy persons. End of chapter 16